Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and I'm the host of your show. We come to you every Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, it's already starting to happen, folks, and I just could not resist talking about it. I saw my first headline today, L.A. County Sheriff says... Super Bowl draws human traffickers. So I want to talk about that today because I've had many years of experience in combating human trafficking and uh, and sex trafficking especially, but also labor trafficking. And I want to talk about all the ins and outs of how these work with these big events. Now, first of all, I want to share with you that I've really gotten into this football thing. I never really did it a whole lot before, but many of you know that uh, I married last year. My husband had passed away and uh, I met a man and and he and I married and he's an ex-football player and uh, he coached in a high school for football. And uh, so he is really interested in it. I'll I'll just leave it at that. He's quite dedicated to it and he's got me involved in it. And I'm watching all this and I'm I'm starting to like the Green Bay Packers a little bit uh, for the Super Bowl. Maybe that maybe the Titans out there, we're not really sure who's going to be able to be in it and what the odds are. Kansas City Chiefs, maybe, who knows? Uh, And of course, there's always the Rams being out here. So it's kind of interesting. And I know that I've already been invited to a Super Bowl party. So I'm ready to rock and roll. And uh, there for a little while, I just got to be a civilian and be all excited about it. Then comes this headline from the L.A. County Sheriff. So I want to just kind of share with you what the article said. This is uh, printed in City News Service, it says. Um, It says this, L.A. prepares to host the Super Bowl. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, I never can say his name anyway, reminded residents that this event is in a, a magnet, a magnet for human trafficking. And I have heard this for many, many years, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying what they are saying is that it attracts pimps from all over the world to bring their young ladies out here and sometimes young men and, um, you know, that it's a magnet. you got people out there partying. They've traveled away from their family uh, and they want to have a good time. And that is the suggestion to it. And all that makes a lot of sense. And especially in Southern California, you know, uh, prostitution is really quite prevalent out here and human trafficking is really quite prevalent. In fact, California is the number one state in the nation for human trafficking cases, both labor and sex trafficking. And you say, well, why is that? You know, well, there's a lot of reasons. And uh, this uh, L.A. County Sheriff is going to give some I'm going to share with you. But a lot of it is, is that uh, you don't see a big desire to go after it so much. Now, that's true in some counties, but not true of the counties in the Inland Empire, because we take this very seriously. So I want to talk about first what we mean by human trafficking and when it goes from 
commercial sex to uh, forced prostitution. What happens here in the human trafficking arena, regardless of Super Bowl, all too often it happens with our young kids. They get online, they fall in love, they go on a dating site, one of those hookup sites, uh, they get a fantasy relationship, they hook up with this guy, and he begins to exploit them. In sex trafficking, it's really a lot more women than men that are trafficked or young boys that are trafficked. And so if you're under the age of 18 in the state of California and you are engaged in commercial sex, that is considered that you are a victim of sex trafficking. Regardless if that's what you wanted to do, you think you're hot, you think this is going to be a great way to make some extra money, you are a victim of human trafficking if you're engaged in commercial sex in California, at least at this writing. And uh, the the big problem with that is the sex buyer of that underage person can pay a very big price, uh, especially if there's some photos taken and things like that. That's called child pornography. Uh, and, you know, you're you're having a sexual relationship with an underage person and you can stand there and say all you want to to law enforcement is Golly, is she only 14 because she looks 19? That doesn't count. You know, you are responsible for making sure that that girl is not underage if you're engaging even in a consensual relationship because you can easily get charged with sex with a minor, exploitation of a minor, and if there are photos involved, you can get involved in child pornography. So that's the first thing on that. But what about if you're an adult? Well, you know, there are many of females and males who, uh, you know, take make a honest decision that they want to sell their services. Let's say it that way, since it's a family show. And uh, and so they make up their mind they're going to do that. And as long as nobody is giving them force, fraud, fear, or coercion, then basically they can be arrested for prostitution, which right now, lorting for prostitution is a misdemeanor, but it is a crime, a punishable crime with a fine in the state of California. Now, what happens all too often is these people will get started in webcam sex, and then they start hooking up on, offline, and uh, they start putting their ads out there, and somebody will come up to them and say, hey, you're way too beautiful. You are not charging enough money. Let me make your website much better, your your uh, online site, your social media. I'll get you more reach. Uh, I'll charge you, but I'll, I'll only charge you a piece of the action. That is called pimping if they are making money off of commercial sex, regardless of whether it's online or out on the street, in a car, wherever it is. That's what it's called. What we often see, though, is once you take on a partner in this, you as a person, even though you're an adult, they start to do acts of human trafficking. In other words, they're starting to advertise you and they make money off of that. It's pimping and pandering. They start to give you a quota. They say, you know, you need to make $1,000 or you're not going to get to eat tonight or you can't quit until you've made so much money and so you can't go to sleep. And that is very, very common. Then it moves into physical harm 
where they beat you, they burn you, they cut you, they will do all kinds of crazy things to you that I can't say on this radio show. And so now you're a victim of human trafficking. Even if you started in the business willingly, if you are being violated, if somebody's making money off of you, if you're not free to go, if they're threatening your family, if they're threatening you, if they lock you up so that you can't leave, all of those make you a victim of human trafficking. And that's often how it starts. It may start off with the young ladies doing very well, and then suddenly she has a new partner And it doesn't go the way she thinks. And that is when it becomes literally human trafficking. And so what happens is, is this is big, big business. I mean, I I want to erase this idea of you that only it's only happening with this guy and a couple of girls. It isn't like this. This is an organized criminal element. You get sex trafficking rings that are very, very large, and they're making tens of millions of dollars. Some of you that have followed this show know that we just had one over in Colton that the girls were being brought in from Mexico, and uh, they were recruited by the mother of the family that owned this business. And uh, down in Mexico, brought them in, took them into massage parlors and uh and skincare parlors and things like that from Ventura out here to Riverside, San Bernardino. And this thing was so large, they were laundering millions of dollars back to Mexico. So the sex selling is play, taking place right here in our community, but the and the buying is taking place, but the money is all about money laundering. And it was going through a, a uh, dress shop out of Colton where they laundered the money. It was organized crime, TCO, Transnational Criminal Organization. And uh, that is taking place right here in your community. Well, the same kind of thing takes place at a lot of these big events where they will move in a bunch of people to make big dollars. And if a couple of them get arrested, oh, okay, they'll play the odds game. There'll be plenty that won't get arrested. And in the meantime, the women are being put out under very vile conditions and forced to earn a lot of money very quickly. And it very quickly becomes a tragic situation. So we're talking about sex in the Super Bowl. If you'll stay with us, we are up against that break. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Listen up, folks. You no longer have to drive out of the IE for a great restaurant experience. The Toasted Barrel, an upscale casual steakhouse located in Corona, has been winning award after award for their great diverse menu, service, ambience, wine, and cocktails. Customers call the barrel the perfect date night. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them best restaurant four years in a row. Wine Spectator recognized the Toasted Barrel's wine program for their award of excellence. Toasted Barrel is famous for their certified Angus beef, prime, wagyu, and Kobe steaks, and they have some of the best pasta and seafood around. With happy hour and daily specials every day of the week, their appetizers and drink selections are the best around. Live music starts every Friday and Saturday at 5.30. Planning a dinner party, wedding rehearsal, family gathering, or holiday party? Look up Toasted Barrel online and make your reservation today. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, 
online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and I'm the host of your show. Hey, my producer just reminded me that I forgot to talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay. So there you go. And they might be there too. You know, he's he's darn good. He's not bad looking either as far as that goes. Anyway, so we're talking about how sex and big events works. And so I'm back to this article of the sheriff out of uh LA and he's saying there's always a lead up to the Super Bowl which ends up being one of the major events that draws human traffickers to the region. Sadly, millions of people worldwide are forced to endure this form of modern day slavery and they prey on the most vulnerable. I found this interesting that he, I'm quoting from this article um, with the sheriff out of LA County. He says those looking for opportunities in the US those that have come without families and unsuspecting people may be lured in online. So he's actually saying, basically, how about some of the unaccompanied minors? And there's another article that I came across here, and I'll probably be able to come up with it. I, one of the, my problems is I do so much research that it, it gets complicated after a while. That uh, one, of the, one of the things that people don't really talk about is what it takes in labor to be able to prepare for the Super Bowl. I had an article here somewhere where um, when they did this out of India, it'll come to me pretty soon, when they did this out of India, 100 people died in uh, construction just getting ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, one, of the, one of the things they talk about is hiring all these people that uh, do all the labor to be, oh, here it is right here, out of Qatar, not India. I'm sorry. The magnitude is often dramatically increased leading up to and during the large sporting entertainment events. According to a reporter by ESPN, more than 1,000 people have died in Qatar as a result of labor trafficking associated poor illegal working conditions to build the new facilities for the 2022 World Cup. Now, that's, you know, that's a big event. They're not talking about bringing prostitution in. They're talking about using poor people in slave labor in modern day slavery. And they said to get ready for the World Cup. This is coming from ESPN. I mean, they know everything, right? You know, <laughs> anyway, uh, they're saying a thousand people died in Qatar because of labor trafficking, getting ready 
for that World Cup. Isn't that just simply amazing? To me, it is. Well, our sheriff is going on, and he's saying L.A. is already a hotspot of human trafficking and sex trafficking, in part because of large runaway and homeless youth populations and proximity to international borders. So here again, the sheriff of L.A. is acknowledging that this might also include unaccompanied minors. Now, my producer and I were talking uh, at the break, and one of the things that we know is this is in Inglewood, California. There's already a huge amount of sex trafficking going on in Southern California, and especially over in L.A. and Long Beach and Long Beach Boulevard and Inglewood and all those areas. But now they're saying because of the Super Bowl, it's going to get more so. Now, I'm going to give you my personal experience. I worked with a a Super Bowl uh, up in Santa Clara. So I'm going to really kind of dive in here and start to share with you the reality of all of this. The sheriff said that at least uh, 300 L.A. is a special forces, I think it is. Well, personnel working the event in support of the Inglewood Police Department and Homeland Security is coming out. They haven't yet released the plans, but they're telling you that they may have as many as 500 agents out there. So we're looking at at least 800 more than normal. And they're saying Super Bowl is an attractive target for terrorists, domestic violent extremists, and presents opportunities for human trafficking and the sale of counterfeit goods. So they are gearing up for this. They are saying more than 70 people were arrested during an investigation in sexual exploitation in Tampa during the Super Bowl. During 2021, six people were rescued that were believed to be victims of sex trafficking. Well, I want to I started doing some research because I had I have an interesting perspective on how this goes uh having worked with uh, law enforcement in one of these kinds of things and my experience was uh quite a while ago at Santa Clara. But I want to talk about first what took place in Tampa. They said uh, when they did the Tampa one, which was, what, 2021, I believe it is, anyway, or 2020, uh, uh, 2021, they said uh, they arrested a total of 75 people who were either seeking to buy or sell undercover deputies targeted massage parlors, hotels, motels, and online chat rooms known for illicit activities. Arrestees range in age from 19 to 73 years old. So as you start to read this, they say among those arrested were three men who had been charged with human trafficking, and they give their names. Uh, Somebody who was posing as a trafficker dealt with the undercover detective to have sex with a 17-year-old girl for $150. The suspect was arrested after he traveled to a local hotel and met by detectives inside the room. So they go on to say they arrested a couple more who observed the men accompanying a woman who had placed ads online for sexual services. The victim traveled to a Tampa hotel where undercover detectives were waiting to meet her. So what they're saying here, detectives located both the victims, one of whom was only 17 years old. So the picture I want to paint for you is that these pimps bring underage girls out to sell. And then law enforcement poses as underage girls. 
And so you don't know what you're getting mixed up in. But if you get picked up meeting with an underage person for sex, you're going to pay a big price. This is not like loitering for prostitution with an adult. And this is very, very big business as they get into it. And so one of the things I always say, whatever you're going to do, don't buy sex in January, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't think you should ever buy sex because you're going to pay a price at some point in time if you get caught up in this kind of thing. And there is a lot going on. But January is National Human Trafficking Month. And so law enforcement agencies all over the land are doing all kinds of operations. And they're doing this to, to set the stage so that you know not to go out there and get yourself involved. Here's a uh, article from Tampa last year that said that four men were arrested for human trafficking and more than 100 people were arrested for buying and selling of sex. They followed it up with one human trafficking operation resulted in 46 arrests. And most of those were women who were soliciting for prostitution. And so that would have been adult women because you don't arrest the minors in that case. Those who identified as sex trafficking victims were provided safe housing and services. Those who did not want to cooperate were arrested. If you're wondering why the female sometimes gets arrested, they are offered the ability to get out of the life and accept the services. If they do not, they end up being arrested. Those who offer sexual services may be doing it against their will, and arrest may be the only chance at freedom. When asked why there weren't as many sex buyers arrested, he said, well, we're focusing right now. Um, we're not. We're going after the uh, sex provider, not the sex buyer. Then they run other stings where they go after the sex buyer. So no one was arrested arrested. Um, let's see, for buying sex in that human trafficking operation of 46 people. So what it told you is even last year, I remember all the hype that went on around it, that they are really uh, gearing up and telling the public, don't bother coming down here with your people and uh, trying to sell them for sex because you are going to pay a price. We are going to be out there and you won't know which one of us is which. And we are doing this so that people are not brought all around the world to our community and put out for exploitation. So that is how it is all really happening. Well, it's an interesting thing when you start to understand this. I want to, in my next section, segment of this show, I want to talk a little bit about the experience I had when I worked uh, behind the scenes supporting law enforcement at the Santa Clara Super Bowl. It was a fascinating event, and I learned a lot. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing because we found that there wasn't as much trafficking as everybody said. But then the question is, would there have been had there not been all that hype? Did it really work in scaring people away? And I think that's a very fair question myself. So it is interesting to see how all of this works. My name is Opal Singleton. The organization is millionkids.org. We're up against that break, so stay with us. Be right back. 
Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. The organization that works with this show is Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. I would really encourage you to go to millionkids.org and sign up for our insider alerts and maybe our newsletters. We never sell your name. We don't hammer you. We occasionally ask for donations, but you can ignore us if it bothers you. Uh, we are a nonprofit, a 501c3 public benefit emphasis on nonprofit. And uh, that's what it takes to keep us going so that our main role is to educate you, the public, which is what this show is all about, and also to educate you know, sex buyers to let them know that that uh, it is not something they really want to get mixed up in. We also do this to educate parents about what apps kids use that that maybe pedophiles and predators prey on. And we also share with this show because we are a big fan of the local law enforcement in the Inland Empire. Uh, I've worked heavily with uh, Sheriff Bianco and uh, uh, District Attorney Mike Hestran, and they are phenomenal leaders, and they are taking a stand against a lot of things that are trying to go on in our state that most people shouldn't be or wouldn't be, would normally uh, not want to happen. But one of the things that I had to uh, bring out here is, especially over in L.A., where this is being uh, this Super Bowl is being ran, uh, they have a district attorney over there, Gascon, who is absolutely light on crime, ultra light on crime, uh, not really into strong prosecution, wanting to let people out of prison early, not wanting to prosecute many of the crimes that are over there, the the uh, commercial sex injury industry has been 
fairly uh, ongoing over there with uh, though, though people stand against it. Still, it's kind of like a revolving door if you get picked up. Uh, I understand that there's a sex workers union over there and the porn industry's there and they may take a different look at all of this. But it's an interesting thing to have all this dialogue about how they're going to be tough in the Super Bowl. And what if it doesn't get prosecuted? I want to just go back a minute here, because uh, when they had uh, the Super Bowl in Fort Lauderdale, they had a case there where a man gets 25 years for sex trafficking at the 2020 Super Bowl. His name was Ed Walker, who is from Connecticut, and this is taking place down in Fort Lauderdale. The jury found him guilty of sex trafficking by force coercion, sex trafficking of a minor, meaning that he's uh, literally pimping out someone under the age of 18. It says that he brought two adult women and a 17-year-old girl to the Miami area from Connecticut so exactly what they're talking about here, they're having a Super Bowl and they come from all over the U.S. And uh, he, according to the article, of course, these are legal terms. He emotionally, psychologically and financially coerced the victims into soliciting customers and having sex with them in exchange for money, all of which he kept. So I really want to make that clear. A lot of people say, hey, she's out there by herself. She's doing what she wants. These guys take all their money. They work all night long. They might make $1,000 by exploiting their bodies. They don't get the $1,000. And in very many times they get beaten, they get robbed, they get raped. This is a very difficult kind of situation. So it, basically the individual who was arrested and later charged said he not only kept all the evidence, or excuse me, kept all the money, the evidence showed that he also planned to take the victims to other locations, including Chicago during the NBA All-Star Game and New Orleans during Mardi Gras. So this is exactly what they're talking about is a pimp who is out there doing this kind of thing. Now, it isn't just the Super Bowl. I wanted to give you a little background here having to do with basketball. It says just a few months after the 2019 Super Bowl, officials arrested 58 people in a sex trafficking ring at NCAA men's tournament Final Four in Minneapolis. This included 47 people being charged for felony solicitation of a minor. 47 people seeking sex from someone under the age of 18 and 11 people for sex trafficking or promotion of prostitution. As a result of the sting, 28 people, including one minor, was rescued. And the five-day operation involved undercover agents who chatted with uh, potential sex buyers over social media and, uh, and on and on. So it isn't just Super Bowl. I know that for a fact. I'm going to, in the last section, tell you what I did at Santa Clara. But this is an interesting thing because as the hype starts and we're just getting started, you say to yourself, is this real? Well, yes and no. I, I'm in the business and I believe in being both feet on the ground and straightforward on this. I don't like melodrama. I don't enhance uh, statistics to raise money. Um, maybe I'd raise more money if I did, but I don't. Uh, I believe we need to know the truth. But the truth about sex trafficking at these big events is 
we will never know the truth. Because if they didn't do the hype, then that makes you think that there would probably be a lot of people coming from all over. Anytime you get in the sexual exploitation business, it's all about control and power and making money by exploiting other people. You know, gangs, they can sell drugs once, they can sell guns once, but each time they do, they have to go and get more drugs and guns. But you can take people out and and have several... Uh, transactions a night, to put it in a family way. And uh, and they realize that. So it is making huge amounts of money. If each girl is responsible for $1,000 a night and a, and a pimp has 10 girls, that's $10,000 in a very short period of time. And most often what they do here is also get the girls to commit other crimes, uh, such as car theft and credit card theft and uh, blackmail and sextortion and and uh, shoplifting and and drug sales. So it's, uh, you know, it's all about making money by a criminal enterprise. Well, I'm just going to start out for the next section just to share with you. What happened when the Santa Clara uh, Super Bowl happened, I had a friend that was in the business of combating trafficking up in the Bay Area, and they asked me if I would come and bring a couple of friends and set in a dark concrete building that had very small windows in the basement of an old church there and work with and support by going on the sex sites and seeing if we can find leads for the officers who were out there trying to find the human traffickers. I said I would, and I did. And it was really an eye-opening experience for me. First of all, what most people don't know about me is I'm a rabid researcher. So the week before I went to Santa Clara, I went on all the sex sites, and I wanted to know who was for sale in that area so that I would know the local talent. Now, that's not so easy anymore because the owners of the major sex site, Backpage, has been taken down, and in fact, they're in court over there in Arizona, and it's hard to know how that case is going to turn out. So once they were arrested, you know, the lights come on, the cockroaches scatter, and that's what happened. Uh, all the sex selling sites went offshore, and they got what we call a thing called as bulletproof hosting. They uh, hide the IP addresses. They they put the servers in offshore locations where nobody asks questions. They uh, hide the domain names, and so they're pretty hard to break. And so that's what happened. And so now instead of having one sex ad place that people go, uh, you have like 45. So it would be very difficult to do what I did prior to this. But what I wanted to do is see what the lay of the land was in Santa Clara, since, you know, I know Riverside and San Bernardino area, but I don't know that area. I wanted to learn it before I went up there so that I would know who was local, who was not, and I start to get a feel for how many people that were coming from out of the area, how many new ads do we have? And it was a fascinating thing. Now, you know, prior to a week prior, and usually they start these stings a week prior and a week afterwards. And uh, it was interesting because there was not that big of a bump. It was only about 10% more ads. Now, you know, you can 
guess all day long what that's about. Did they get scared and not come? Did they decide they weren't going to be there? Uh, you know, maybe all this hype is worth it so that you can actually stop it, at least stop it from happening on your turf, in your territory with strangers that are harder to find than l- knowing your local uh uh, hoodlum or, or pimp that's out there and you know about them. So it's a fascinating study. I want to get deeper into it in the next section. This is Opal Singleton and it is Exploited Crimes and Technology. Please stay with us. We will be right back. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we are talking about sex selling and sex buying at the Super Bowl as we're all gearing ready to to uh, see who's going to be in the playoffs, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and uh, who's going to win the playoffs, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and, and like that. But I wanted to share with you my experience of working with uh, understanding human trafficking at a Super Bowl because Whenever you have a large event, the com- especially Super Bowl, you get started a lot of stories about how much sex trafficking goes on there. Well, what I found in Santa Clara was that by, by studying all the sex ads the week before and then the week of, 
that it really wasn't that big of an increase. Now, they did have a lot of law enforcement. They made quite a few arrests, uh, and they did a lot of undercover stings, and, and yes, stings thinking you were going to have sex with a minor, uh, which will change your life once you get picked up in one of those stings, I guarantee you. Even if you get picked up uh, in, a, in buying sex regularly right now in California, it's only a misdemeanor. However, that arrest is on your record and it becomes public knowledge. And, you know, many of the people out there have wives and kids and you have employers and that information becomes public and you will start to really have to rearrange your life once you have that on your record. Well, what happened with this situation is that I began to understand that the bump wasn't all that big, although law enforcement did well at going out and arresting and like that. But then I got to thinking, is this only the Super Bowl or does it happen at smaller events? So when I came home, I started to take a look at Coachella, the stagecoach folks out there in uh, Coachella. And I thought, I wonder if that happens at the, I mean, Coachella isn't a small event, okay? If you've ever tried to get a seat or get your car in and out of there, it's not small. And so what I did is I started studying the ads the week before Coachella, and there were only a couple, three local talent around there at the time. And then the week of uh, the weekend of Coachella is shot up to 57 ads just on one side. So what that told me is that maybe a lot of these people are staying away from the big hyped up kinds of things and working these more low key things. Well, then the next thing I did is started looking at convention centers, Rivers, uh, the Inland Empire and Southern California have quite a few convention centers. And I started to try to compare the sex ads with engineering conferences. And you know what? They go up bigger with the engineer conference than they did with Coachella. <laughs> so you get into escort services, different kind of services. So it's a fascinating thing. Here's what I want you to take away from this. First of all, you know, I hope that this show helps you to understand that sex buying is not a victimless crime. You may get that one rare person who wants to be out there, is not turning your money over to anybody, and is not being controlled. You may get lucky. And you may also get lucky that she is an adult and not a minor. Because our law enforcement here, both San Bernardino and Riverside, run serious undercover stings to having sex with minors. And you will pay a price if you're going to do that in the Inland Empire. So think about it before you get into it. But the other thing that I want to share with you is that you know, this is very serious business. I I am been deeply concerned when I read all about this Super Bowl thing because as many of you know, for a long time now, I have been fighting SB 357. Well, I can't fight it much more because it's pretty well passed. It's just not signed. It has passed the Senate and it's passed the Assembly and is held on Senator Weiner's desk. And we keep sending up a lot of protests and like that. But I believe that Governor Newsom is just waiting for the right time to sign that. Of all disgusting things, they call that bill the California Safe Streets Act. It just makes me sick. There is nothing that is going to make California safer with that bill. That bill, in essence, 
makes it so that law enforcement cannot intervene in street or car prostitution. That means that it can be anywhere. It can be in front of your business, in front of your church, in front of your kid's school, in front of your home. There are no limitations on it. And they are flaunting it as a human trafficking bill. Well, it is true that there's some clauses in there that two big human trafficking agencies are going to get millions of dollars for victim services. I'm suspecting they already know they're going to need it once they legalize this so that law enforcement cannot intervene. And I wonder if he's going to do that before or after Super Bowl. Because they're calling it the human trafficking bill, it would be just like it to to pass it before the Super Bowl. But you say to yourself, you know, this is going to go the wrong direction. If we make it so that these people can loiter for prostitution, yes, I'm for protecting the girl that is out there. I absolutely am. And right now, law enforcement can intervene and offer them services to get out of the life. If SB 357 passes, you won't be able to intervene in that kind of thing. On top of it, we will become a playground for every pimp and predator in the world, in my opinion. You think the Super Bowl is going to attract them? Once they find out that they can put girls and guys and transvestites blatantly flaunting out in the public, loitering for the purposes of prostitution, and law enforcement cannot intervene, I'm going to tell you that every pimp in the world is going to bring their people out. Unaccompanied minors that owe money to a coyote, you're going to see them everywhere. They're going to give up selling you those flowers and oranges and start selling themselves. I believe homeless people aren't going to have a prayer. They're out there anyway, and somebody's going to offer them 20 bucks for some drugs, and it's going to go on, and it's going to be very difficult to intervene, along with a, a situation out of L.A. where they're not prosecuting this. This is really scary business, what is happening here. I do believe there will probably be an influx, and I know you're going to hear a whole lot more promotion about this. I know that. But what I will tell you is that this really must not happen. We have to stand in there. We have to write to the governor and say, please do not sign that bill. Do not bring that into our community. Because when all the hype is over and with the Super Bowl, if that bill passes, life as we knew it is gone. And life as they're threatening at the Super Bowl will become the new way of life. And we really have to take a look at this. We have to take a look at it for the safety of our families and our community. Also for the messages that we're sending our children, that it is okay to stand out there and solicit in whatever you're wearing and nobody should be able to stop you. Somewhere along the line, we have to have standards in this society. Somewhere along the line, we need to start taking the high road instead of making excuses for the low road. And I mean that with all my heart. I believe that we have to take a stand for that. That bill, if you want to look it up, is SB 357. It is signed, both the Senate and the Assembly. It is hold up on Wiener's desk, senior, Senator Wiener's desk, and they're just waiting for the right moment for Governor Newsom to sign it. So the Super Bowl, if that gets signed, the Super Bowl will be 365 days a year in your neighborhood. 
and it will hardly even command an article, let alone uh, having all the hype that goes on. So I've taken this down a kind of a dark road. I, I apologize for that. I am very excited about the Super Bowl. I already got plans, got an invite to a party. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, I know who I want to win, but I'm not going to make you miserable. <laughs> I hope that you'll take the time to enjoy the Super Bowl with your kids. Uh, and, you know, you're going to hear a lot about all of this in the in the near future. And I just kind of wanted to put it in a perspective for you. I hope it's been helpful. If you uh, know anybody that's being trafficked or that's being uh, sexually violated or exploited or exploited online, you can report that by going to one 888 3737888. You can also get that number at millionkids.org or Million Kids on Facebook. That's 1-888-3737-888. I want to take time to say thank you to each and every one of you that are supporting the work of Million Kids financially and sending us a donation. We have our film in the cam. We're doing the PR. We're doing the packaging. We're getting our websites ready, our release ready. This is a, a movie that will share with parents and teenagers all over the world about how the internet's made and where those naked photos go when you hit send. If you want to donate to help us get that movie all around the world, go to millionkids.org. Folks, tell your kids you love them, and I'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock on AM 590. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.